Welcome to the Marketing Society Sustainability Squad podcast, leading the conversation on ESG. Okay, so hi everybody and welcome to the Marketing Society Sustainability Squad podcast series. This series is called Leading the Conversation on ESG. I'm Neda Shelton and I am a Marketing Society UAE board member and I'm also chair of the Marketing Society Sustainability Squad. So we formed this group to basically um, further the mission to educate and inspire the marketing and communications community, especially in the UAE, to drive change around sustainability and ESG um, and to help feature quality content in the lead up to COP28 and the year of sustainability for the UAE. We really do believe that uh, carbon literacy, um, education around all of the elements of ESG, environment, social and governance is really important for the marketing communications role. We are the teams that are responsible for communicating around the reputational issues of ESG and also defining um, an organisation or brand's purpose. So it's really important that we are aware of all of the different topics that are covered by ESG, um, especially when it comes to climate issues. And in the year of sustainability and in the lead up to COP28, there's a wealth of information out there. Um, There's plenty to learn, there's plenty of training resources. And what we aim to do here is just bring the most relevant topics that we believe um, the marketing members out there uh, would love to listen to. So today I am delighted to welcome Hassam Nassif, who is Head of Strategic Partnerships at Emirates Nature WWF. Welcome, Hassam. Thank you, Nada. Hi. Hi, everyone. Great to have you here. Um, What we're actually discussing today is Marketing for Good. So Marketing for Good is an initiative that we set up in the Marketing Society where each year we choose a different charity or NGO partner to support. And who better and more apt to support than Emirates Nature WWF, given their um, massive role this year in COP28 and in the year of sustainability and all of the great work that they're doing in the UAE. So we're going to introduce a little bit what Marketing for Good is all about. What we do is we uh, work with our charity or NGO partner to support them with in-kind marketing advice and services. So we have a team of volunteers who join Marketing for Good Um, And they work with the partner on how to support their campaigns, how to reach their audiences, whether they're the consumers or businesses or government, and um, to help spread the word, more importantly. So that's Marketing for Good. And we're absolutely delighted to have this partnership, which we've recently sealed with Emirates Nature WWF. And hence why we wanted to explain a little bit more about what Emirates Nature WWF does and how our marketing society community can support them. So in addition to discussing what Emirates Nature WWF does and how the marketing society members can support them, we really want to explore the topic of nature-based solutions and how they are critical to climate solutions as well. I think a lot of people don't actually understand and see the link between nature and solutions to our climate crisis. So that's something that we really want to help spread the word about through Marketing for Good and through this partnership. So, Hassam, please tell us a little bit more about Emirates Nature WWF, your remit, the background, um, for those who may not be aware. Thank you so much, Neda. Thank you and the Marketing Society for selecting Emirates Nature WWF as the NGO of choice for this year and the years to come. 
hopefully. Um, I'll start by introducing what we do uh, as Emirates Nation at WWF in the country. So Emirates Nation at WWF is the first um, NGO or environmental charity in the UAE and the first in the GCC with a strong history of uh, on domestic climate action and nature conservation projects. We're part of the global uh, network of WWF representing the GCC region. And while being part of the global network, uh, this gives us incredible opportunity to represent the, the GCC region. And we've been around for about 22 years in the in the UAE uh, with a legacy of impact uh, where we've worked closely with uh, government and private sectors. They're designing, implementing and scaling up uh, science-based conservation programs um, that can truly make a difference. We take a comprehensive approach uh, to conservation, uh, focusing on five key pillars. The first is nature and wildlife preservation, safeguarding the diverse uh, ecosystems and the incredible wildlife that call uh, the UAE uh, home. And the second is accelerating climate action, taking um, urgent steps to combat the effects of climate change. And third, driving market transformation and promoting the green economy uh, by encouraging sustainable practices for a brighter future. Um, fourth is the food and water security. We ensure in protecting our precious resources for the generations to come. And finally, the community mobilization and citizen science. And this is where we empower the public, especially the youth, to take action for nature uh, by fostering a sense of uh, leadership uh, among all. Now, given that the uh, year of 2023 was designated the year of sustainability by the UAE, and also given that the um, media office has recently launched a campaign um, around uh, how all of us and the marketing communications teams can support them with the sustainability messaging, um, how do your priorities that you've just mentioned fit in with that agenda as well? And are you working closely together with them? We were so excited when we heard that uh, the, this year would be called the Year of Sustainability. And of course, COP28 is being hosted here. Um, Emirates Nature sees both as an opportunity to drive um, stronger ambition uh, on nature and climate, uh, as well as increase civil society participation in the UE and the region. And we aim to contribute domestic insights to global dialogue like COP28, and work towards um, a legacy that both builds on global outcomes and scale up domestic action as well. So locally, there is a great opportunity um, to rally up the political and financial support for high impact conservation initiatives, where it shows our dedication in finding innovative and sustainable approaches to many environmental challenges. Um, some of them is our flagship project, uh, Nature-Based Solutions, uh, our non-state actor alliances for, uh, for decarbonization, that we call the UE Alliance for Climate Action. Uh, we call it for short as UACA. And uh, the Leaders of Change, which is a civil society movement for nature, and now recognized as the biggest movement for nature in the UE. And this is by raising awareness among consumers by closely working with the retailers and um, and to mitigate uh, different uh, different pressing challenges. That sounds amazing. I think you're really tackling things at all the right levels. You know, you're starting with the the awareness, um, the interest, the civil movement through leaders of change, um, because obviously with awareness that then leads to change and perception and action. 
Um, but you're also tackling um, this from the perspective of um, working with governments, working with partners, working with corporates, and actual real conservation projects on the ground. Um, just before we get into more of that in the lead up to COP28, and specifically, I'd like to know a little bit more about um, the link with uh, with climate solutions. But before we get to that, um, obviously, given that this is the year of sustainability, many different companies are really kind of um, tailoring their messaging, let's say, towards this theme. Uh, many marketing teams are putting messages out there. Many of these are with very good intent. But we have seen an increase in greenwashing, especially um, in Europe. That This is actually something where there is legislation against greenwashing and marketing and advertising. It's something that we really need to be very careful about. Um, and education is the first step. So what advice would you give to marketing teams, especially here, who are, who are trying to really communicate about what they're doing in the, in the lead up to COP? What advice do you give them about avoiding greenwashing and about educating themselves on climate issues and solutions? Let me start by defining greenwashing uh, and how WWF uh, sees greenwashing. It's the practice of communicating uh, companies' products or services um, uh, as beneficial to the environment to win over customers or stakeholders, uh, when in fact the claims might not be true, um, or actual the actual impact on the environment is like very minimal or negligible. These claims tend to have and use some of the buzzwords that sounds convincing and uh, makes the consumer feel good about the product that they are, or the service they are buying, without providing supporting evidence or undergoing any verification from external parties. One of the examples is where you can see uh, any product as eco-friendly, marketed as eco-friendly, environmentally friendly, um, which is a very blanket form uh, term. Uh, one of the examples of, of the buzzwords that we see everywhere is eco-friendly. It's a very blanket term, uh, um, often used uh, without any clear standards or definitions. Uh, also the term green, um, the, which is a very vague term and uh, without specifics, and it's hard to know uh, what green actually means. Um, our planet is currently going through multiple pressing environmental issues with the negative impacts affecting natural ecosystems and biodiversity that will affect our society as well as our economy and businesses across the globe. And according to the World Economic Forum, I've just read that um, about $44 trillion of economic value, which is around half the GDP of the, of, of the globe, is moderately or highly uh, dependent on nature. And therefore, it's at high risk um, um, related to biodiversity rust and ecosystem uh, degradation. It's very important that the business start taking environmental issues and sustainability seriously to safeguard their own long-term economical uh, um, success. And it's essential that the sustainability becomes part of the brand's DNA rather than a marketing stunt of new stories. Customers certainly uh, want to see a change in the way businesses approach sustainability. Um, in 2021, uh, we've seen the new report that said that uh, four or five adults are mindful of their impact on the environment since the pandemic, and um, they would choose a sustainable brand over others and trying to find more uh, eco-friendly ways um, to the products and services they purchase. So there are many avenues for the companies to explore um, from being mindful to uh, their own environmental footprint 
by reducing their consumption of water, electricity, cutting back on emissions, uh, to embracing nature positivity. And businesses can identify their own niche uh, issues that they want to tackle in their specific industries and operations. And this can happen through continued education, as well as collaborations with industry peers and NGOs like and nonprofits like Emirates Nature WWF where we can create um, um, science-based strategies and drive innovative solutions. Now you mentioned um, that one of the things that you, you're trying to do at Emirates Nature WWF is, is get political and financial support for these environmental projects. Now many of the corporate you know, organizations out there focus a lot on decarbonization. They publish sustainability reports focused on measuring their carbon footprint and showing how they will reach net zero by a certain uh, target, whether that's 2050, 2030. However, we don't hear as much about the link between nature and climate solutions in the corporate world. So if you were to try to summarize that to, let's say, a corporate audience, why why should they give financial support to nature-based solutions? That's a very interesting uh, point. It's very connected. Uh, nature is one of the most powerful allies against climate change. Um, a recent uh, report by WWF uh, that we call our climate secret ally has revealed that the nature has absorbed over 54% of the humanity's carbon dioxide emissions over the past 10 years and uh, therefore slowing global warming for us. <laughs> so nature is trying to help us. Uh, meanwhile, uh, restoration of critical habitats such as coastal ecosystems is very critical to ensure climate adaptation and building resilience. Um, Nature-based solution as a term, um, as an approach, focuses on the protection, restoration, and sustainable management of land and ocean ecosystems to make sure that we have a nature-positive future, and this can happen by enhancing uh, biodiversity, providing essential ecosystem services, such as increasing our carbon storages. This is what everyone wants to do, but also ensuring there are enough food and water supplies and buffering against the impacts of the, of the warming globe that uh, we're experiencing now. Uh, and since we're discussing nature-based solutions today, uh, coincidentally, uh, we celebrate today uh, World Mangrove Day on the 25th of July, uh, dedicated to raising awareness of the importance of uh, mangrove forests. Um, by the way, uh, fun fact, uh, the UEE is, uh, has the largest mangrove coverage in the region. So happy World Mangrove Day, everyone. Fantastic. Happy World Mangrove Day. But MBS also is not only about saving the, the, the nature, it's... It, it can unlock a lot of multiple benefits for society and economies um, through creating green jobs, um, economic diversification, and growth of industries such as uh, ecotourism. And we've seen this happen in the UAE across, across the different Emirates. Absolutely. I think, you know, you've hit the nail on the head. Um, there are so many different links to climate solutions, and it, and it does really seem like a win-win. Um, but purely speaking from a, a very sort of hard-nosed business perspective, um, adaptation is something that companies really need to be thinking about. It's not just about mitigation and decarbonization. Now, risk and adaptation, we've, we've already seen the headlines this summer, um, some of the, the 
crazy news around uh, some of the, the weather that we're seeing and very depressing, frankly, um, scientist uh, reports around the fact that we're not meeting our targets. We're far from it. Um, this is a, a massive risk for businesses when they look at their different um, operations, um, when they look at um, resilience and risk and adaptation. I remember seeing a talk recently um, organized by the COP28 team where one of the companies featured were talking about risk and adaptation being really high on their agenda, mainly because of their, their operations being located on the coast in the UAE. And then making that connection in my head between conservation of mangroves in the UAE and protecting um, the, this future business was something I hadn't connected before. Um, and I found that really interesting, which is another reason why we really feel like there is a lot to be uh, told in terms of the story that you have, really raising that awareness and the education to reach more people and, and help them to understand that by supporting Emirates Nature WWF, they, they really are supporting um, all of the different aspects of mitigation and adaptation for climate crisis. So um, let's talk about your audiences. Um, I was familiar with you in terms of, you know, leaders for change, reaching uh, corporates um, through employee engagement um, and also, you know, really having a role um, at COP28 influencing all the partner organizations, private and public sector. But recently you're, you're moving into the space where you're actually targeting general public as well as a charity. So can you tell us a little bit more about the audiences that you're targeting? Amazing. So just the... Uh for the audience, we've uh, we've been around for 22 years, but we've just been um, transformed to an environmental charity instead of an NGO recently last year. However, we take a whole of society approach uh, towards conservation. We engage with the government entities, non-state actors, including private sector and civil society. We believe everyone has a, a role to play, right? I'd start with the youth as our main audience um, in, in the public, um, and we, we work to empower them to learn about environmental issues and experience conservation on the ground through exclusive uh, field trips um, and activities on the ground. And we're trying to let them start, kickstart their uh, journey towards citizen science and conservation through programs like the Leaders of Change, our Connect with Nature and SAHAM programs. One of the amazing projects and initiatives that we've just launched recently or relaunched from 2019 is the escape room, which is targeting the youth. And the experience is centered around the escaping uh, the impacts of climate change, where it focuses on the critical role played by mangroves and how the restoration of natural ecosystems using nature-based solutions implemented within the UEE can mitigate these impacts. Um, we've, uh, we've showcased the escape room in different uh, uh, pop-up uh, locations. And luckily, we will be showcasing the escape room at COP28 uh, in November. So um, can anybody access the escape room? Yes. Before COP, it will have a pop-up locations um, ahead, uh, ahead of November. And during November, you will find it uh, very close uh, to the youth hub inside the Expo City. Uh, where anyone uh, uh, from the delegates and the public can uh, can experience uh, the escape room and try to escape uh, the climate change. Um, one of other our our second and most important uh, uh, audience is the civil society, and we're trying to mobilize and get them involved and 
to scale up conservation impact through the leaders of change, which is very well recognized now as the largest movement for nature in the UAE with over 4,000 members um, till date. Um, and the third one is the non-state actors, which is again, the private sector businesses um, are ramping up um, their low carbon f- efforts with access to tools, capacity building and industry inside, uh, insights from peers um, as part of the domestic alliance uh, that we call UACA. So um, you mentioned youth as well. Um, do you also engage with school children with things like the escape room? Is it appropriate for children as well? Yes, a 10 to 15 minute experience that a group of five, uh, which helps with the team building, um, has have to have to solve a lot of clues uh, to um, to complete the experience, to get out of the other side, to escape the room. And it, um, um, back in 2019, over 4,000 youth and children engaged with, uh, with the escape room uh, across different activations. So yes, the children are eligible for using the escape room. So let's look at each of these audiences. So if I'm, you know, a member of the general public and and I see, you know, Emirates Nature, WWF as a charity that I'd like to support, what are the different ways in which uh, a a consumer citizen can uh, support you? From a consumer point of view, you can support us in many ways. Um, First, if you want to join you and your family and actually have hand-on experience with our scientists in the field and be part of our conservation projects on the ground in the seven emirates, you can join the Leaders of Change and you can visit uh, leadersofchange.ae to sign up. Um, Also, you can support us now that we are a charity. You can support by donating to our um, uh, different topics. If you have passion for uh, the ocean, wildlife uh, and the seas, you can support the projects that we have, uh, portfolio projects we have across the the ocean uh, portfolio. If you're interested in hiking and uh, and uh, and discovering the mountains of, of the UAE, you can support our different projects that we have um, in the terrestrial uh, in the terrestrial portfolio. But we we would like also everyone to be part of our citizen science uh, initiatives. And when we we say citizen science, that means that we believe that everyone in the society can help us collect data from the environment that can help us map the biodiversity of the UAE. So with a simple action uh, with your phone, if you're going hiking, barbecuing with the family out in nature, you can scan the wildlife around you and our scientists will help verify this data uh, to discover the new species. And recently I'm sure that um, you've heard about the new scorpion species that our Dr. Andrew Gardner has discovered and the team has discovered in the Hajar Mountains in Fujairah uh, recently. This is the kind of work that we're trying to do. And when you know what you have, you know what you want to protect, right? That's amazing. I actually did go on one of the field trips with my two children in the desert, and it was incredible. I love the fact that you combine um, your work with actual experiences for people to enjoy nature, to be outdoors, to do really healthy activities, especially in the cooler months. I really highly recommend the Leaders of Change program. So when it comes to corporates, we have some members who might be listening who might be interested in a partnership for their organization. What do you offer a corporate membership? So we've built a program to be tailored for government corporate entities as well as individuals. So corporates can sponsor their employees and their families to take part of the program. And actually over 80% of our members are corporate uh, and government sponsored members, employees. 
that can take part on their own time on the weekends or as groups. Um, so if you have a team of five or a team of uh, 200, you can still join and experience the leaders of change with our conservation and scientists, cons conservation experts and scientists. However, to do the work that we do, we require uh, financial support and uh, the investment uh, in nature that you will contribute to WWF will, uh, will help us deliver the leaders of change, but also have a different conservation impact uh, on different levels, terrestrial, ocean, and other uh, biodiversity streams that we work on. Brilliant. So what role does marketing have in all of this? And um, in particular, which are the, the key areas that you require the most marketing support and awareness to, to help reach your goals? Are there any specific campaigns that you're focusing on this year in particular? So we, we know that marketing influences our day-to-day -day choices by spreading clear and compelling messages. Marketing can, can inform the public, businesses, and even policymakers about the the need for immediate action. And marketing budgets can be leveraged to drive positive behavioral change um, at a societal level. And this could support of larger CSR programs and sustainability targets can really help. Um, one of the very successful initiatives that we've run across the years is the Rethink Plastic initiative with the retail partners. So we've seen that there is a tremendous success in shifting uh, their customers uh, away from single-use plastic bags and towards reusable alternatives. And this has helped avoid uh, the usage of millions of plastic bags in the UAE and by raising funds as well to our uh, uh, to support our local conservation efforts. So the, the marketeers in the UAE can affect similar and can lead on similar wide-scale positive change initiatives across numerous pillars of sustainability helping their customers um, to maximize their impact. And uh, this is exactly the change that we need to see um, by transforming our society and creating nature-positive future. Uh, and I believe marketeers are, are the best fit to help drive the change uh, at a scale. Absolutely. It's about behavioral change. And, you know, marketing for many, many years has really driven behavioral change. We've, we've even created demand and desire for products amongst consumers that they never even needed. So who better to actually drive the change against some of the, the overconsumption and some of the unsustainable solutions than the same marketing teams that drove it in the first place? Um, now, when it comes to campaigns this year, um, what activities have you got planned at COP28 and in the lead up to COP28? Perfect. Our leading campaign for COP28 is the Leaders of Change. It's an annual membership program, as I mentioned, where you can go through training and development, incubation programs, exciting volunteering uh, activities in the environment to contribute to the UAE's global sustainability and environmental goals. So this is our main driver to create the citizen science and raise the ambitions and, uh, and the activism towards nature in the UAE. Um, the uh, the second campaign that we're interested in is the escape room, and we've uh, got recently the approval from COP28 team uh, to host it uh, in uh, in Expo City during the conference, and um, uh, we believe that um, by engaging more youth and delegates in this experience, we will connect them more with uh, in in nature. There are many ways to get involved, also um, through sponsoring or funding conservation projects. Um, or nature-based solutions 
to uh, co-create initiatives. We can also co-create initiatives that uh, are aligned with your company's purpose and encouraging customers to donate to our cause. So we're launching different donation campaigns with different retail partners and uh, and the brands uh, ahead of COP and during COP. And we're we're building a portfolio of projects across the different um, the different Emirates, and we're hoping that the organizations can support us by joining forces to fund these projects uh, um, uh, to scale it up uh, across the UAE. That's a really good point, actually. I think um, partnering uh, for campaigns during the retail process, but also during customer loyalty uh, for retail brands is, is a really interesting way to support you. Um, you mentioned already um, funding projects, sponsoring projects. So specifically at COP28, are you also looking for corporates to um, partner with you and support you with the, the activation with the escape room? Exactly. There is a, there are a lot of opportunities for corporates to be present at COP28 um, through partnership with Emirates Nature WWF. So sponsoring the escape room, uh, which will help us uh, fund the, the running cost for the escape room, and as well as our different projects on the terrestrial portfolio, but also sponsoring um, uh, our presence at COP and um, uh, the different activations that we're looking to launch uh, during COP in the blue and the green zone would really be helpful uh, for our team. So we're looking for sponsorships from different corporates, but also joining on our uh, specific projects that we have, a specific project portfolio that we have in the country. Because your organization might have a specific sustainability agenda. One of our projects could be a perfect fit uh, to achieve uh, this locally here in the UAE and regionally. So we invite everyone to uh, to check out our projects portfolio um, ahead of COP28. That sounds really exciting and we are really happy at Marketing for Good and the Marketing Society Sustainability Squad to be supporting you to obviously spread the word, raise awareness about all of these opportunities for our members and their organisations, um, but most importantly to raise awareness about the, the nature of the work that you do and the, the issues that you're trying to solve, um, which affect all of us. Um, just on a personal level, I wanted to ask you what led you to take this role with Emirates Nature WWF? Thank you, Nada. This is an interesting question. So um, I'm originally a geologist uh, who became a kind of an entrepreneur, built a few ventures. Uh, some, some of them succeeded and some didn't. And I come from a fintech uh, digital background as well. And the reason I joined the Emirates Nature WWF is when I saw that they are working on this Leaders of Change program, which mixes the 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 environmental uh, activism with the digital aspect because it's a digital platform essentially to help track all the impact that we do in nature not easy uh, this was very interesting to me uh, and i've been actually working with different uh, nonprofits uh, uh, back home uh, with save the children and others so it made a lot of sense uh, to join wwf uh, uh, for this cause because it, it fulfills everything. So it's a new project, uh, it's a new venture that WWF uh, here in the UE has taken since 2020. And I joined first as a project manager for the Leaders of Change and then transformed into the head of strategic partnerships to lead on the fundraising for the different portfolio projects, including the Leaders of Change. And I'm very proud to say that 18 months ago, Leaders of Change was just launching with about 100 members. And now we have 4,000 members who are actually helping the, us deliver the amazing work and the impact that we do in the in the country. Um, I'm very lucky to have uh, the, the support from the team here and um, 
And by the way, the organization here is labeled as a parent-friendly, one of the most parent-friendly organizations. Uh, and as a parent, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very happy to be working in, in such an amazing environment where they can, can have the work-life balance uh, as well as the, the impact. That sounds absolutely amazing. Uh, I think, you know, for for our listeners, uh, many of them are members of the Marketing Society. Many are interested in marketing or work in marketing. Um, and, you know, we've, we noticed just from talking to people that they do want to make a difference in their role. You know, they, they want to be coming to work in an organization where they feel um, is in line with their values and where they can make a difference. And also by becoming part of the Marketing Society, there are so many opportunities to, to network and, and to be part of of that as well. So we actually like to ask all of our guests um, one final question uh, on this podcast, which is what would be your top three uh, tips or practical advice to marketing professionals in particular to make a difference um, in the world of environment and climate change, which is obviously worrying many people as a parent, you know, you, you can relate as well. You know, we the world that we're leaving behind for our children and future generations is something that uh, is super important to us on a personal level as well. So what advice can you give to uh, marketing professionals um, that they can take away from you today? I believe being a marketing professional, you, um, you have the burden to educate people uh, about uh, sustainability and environment. And it's not easy uh, with uh, the other commercial agenda that you have and the targets that you, you would like to achieve. But building sustainability and relating sustainability and managing your internal stakeholders to focus on the sustainability agenda uh, as the DNA of your brand is, is one of the greatest asks that I uh, can ask of anyone. Also, engaging your team and your organization in activities in nature or educational programs like the Leaders of Change or any other programs that in, in, the, the, in the UEE and the region uh, would be very helpful, would, would ease your way into getting your, uh, your, uh, your sustainability agenda uh, approved and uh, communicated across the organization. And for the TMS or the Marketing Society members, we encourage you to promote the program and the different projects that we have uh, across your networks and um, to bring it to uh, to other corporates uh, um, and groups through uh, through engagement. Uh, we're very grateful for that the Marketing Society again has selected us and have given us this opportunity um, for this year and the years to come. And um, um, we believe that we, we can drive a lot of change together. Um, because uh, who has better exposure and uh, and impact on the society than the marketing teams? Absolutely. We have a really diverse and talented group of marketing members. Um, we are very excited to be working with you. We, are, we see ourselves as an extension of your marketing team. Um, and there's lots to be done. There's, there's plenty of work to do. So for any listeners who are interested in joining the Marketing for Good um, community where we actively volunteer and, and give our time and, and marketing advice and ideas to this amazing organization, Emirates Nature WWF. Please get in touch. If you're not already a member of the Marketing Society, do that first. Um, and we look forward to spreading the word at our events, through our communications, and, um, and seeing a lot more of you um, through these amazing campaigns. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Hazam. Thank you so much, Neda, and uh, to the Marketing Society members. We're very excited about launching this partnership 
and uh, looking forward to working together uh, for a for a better future and uh, to make a difference uh, in the UAE and the region. Um, please reach out to me and uh, to Neda uh, for any questions and thank you for listening in. Thank you so much. Thank you. Marketing Society Sustainability Squad podcast, leading the conversation on ESG.